You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast for Wednesday, June the 8th of 2022. I am the host of the show, Lucas Smith. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. Locked On Cardinals a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, on this Wednesday, June the 8th. As I mentioned, the Cardinals fall yesterday by the final score of 4-2. to two. A back-breaking loss, a heart-breaking loss. Momentum-killing loss, really, for the Cardinals, who were coming off a good series against Chicago, who were coming off a sweep against the Padres before that. It's just one game, so the season's not over. Doom and gloom, you know, it's just one game. But definitely we're seeing some depth being tested here by the Cardinals right now as the Cardinals are turned to Giovanni Gagos and Ryan Helsley to pitch the 8th and ninth innings tonight, or Tuesday night, excuse me. But we still see the bullpen falter late in the game. So we'll talk about the depth or lack thereof for this Cardinal team coming up in just a bit. But I want to start with the huge, glaring positive that was Dakota Hudson last night. As he, for the second start in a row, turns in a dandy, giving up just one run again. Back-to-back starts of giving up a run or less for Dakota Hudson. And it was phenomenal yesterday to see him go seven solid innings against the Tampa Bay Rays. Only gave up two hits. I believe he retired nine or ten in a row at one point as well. So he was just phenomenal from really from start to finish. You know, he gave up the uh, the run there in that seventh inning. But overall, you cannot complain with what Dakota Hudson gave you last night. And this is something we talked about on last Dakota Hudson Day. The last time he started, too, was that this is the kind of pitcher Dakota Hudson can be. He shined yesterday. Final line, seven innings, two hits, an earned run, one walk, that's key, and six strikeouts. He threw 94 pitches, 62 for strikes, and he got 10 ground outs to four flouts. 10 ground ball outs for Dakota Hudson. That is how you know Dakota Hudson is on. He's walking very few amounts of batters. He's not giving up a ton of hits. He's using his defense to his advantage. And when you have a defense like the St. Louis Cardinals, that is a key. That is what every pitcher needs to be doing on the St. Louis Cardinals staff. And Dakota Hudson was able to do that brilliantly. Like I said, this is now back-to-back starts for Dakota Hudson of spectacular work. Seven strong innings back-to-back. This these are the kind of starts, we can now say it plurally, that the Cardinals starters need to give them. Because the start before that against Milwaukee, he didn't give up an earned he did not give up an earned run, but Dakota Hudson only went four and two thirds of an inning, and he walked four in his last fourteen innings of work, seven each in the last two starts. He's walked a batter each. So one he walked one against the Padres last last week, and he walked one against the Tampa Bay Rays last night. Dakota Hudson, for at least two starts, has found it. He has found what has made him good. And even Jim Evans talked about this a little bit late in the broadcast. It looked like he's found a little bit of a cutter. Not necessarily a, a, a full slide piece, but a little bit of a, a, some cutting action. Struck out a Rosaranda and made him look silly on one of those. So now you have the, this idea where Dakota Hudson has this extra pitch, maybe, or at least he's using it more effectively now. 
this is the kind of Dakota Hudson the Cardinals need from here on out. Wainwright continues to defy odds, but you don't know what that's going to be like for a long term. Jack Flaherty is on his way back slowly but surely. Steven Matz, same thing. Michaelis starting to turn around a little bit, you know, getting better starts here and there. We'll see what he can do tomorrow. But so Dakota Hudson now is for at least two turns through the rotation has been exceptional. Dakota Hudson now sits with an uh, two, with a 2.76 ERA, excuse me, and five, 58.2 innings pitched. This is the kind of starter Dakota Hudson can be. And, you know, maybe seven innings with one earned run is the cream of the crop, right, for Dakota Hudson. That's the best, but if that's his best, that's, that's pretty solid. The, the biggest difference to me, and it was talked about a lot on the broadcast yesterday as well as, uh, you know, since then, the pace for Dakota Hudson has changed immensely in his last two starts, specifically this most recent one against the Tampa Bay Rays. Time of game for a 10-inning game was only 3 hours and 13 minutes long. You had an extra inning in there, and you still barely went above 3 innings. This was in large part due to not a lot of offense on either side, but usually these Dakota Hudson games are not quick games. They're not just a breeze, if you will. But Dakota Hudson was able to work quickly against the Tampa Bay Rays, only give up two hits, or one hit, excuse me. The other two hits were given up. Uh, no, he, yeah, he gave up two hits. The Rays got three hits tonight. Two against Hudson, one against Drew Verhagen to win the game. You do that, you're going to win more games than you'll lose. But Dakota Hudson, phenomenal last night. Last time he said, okay, that's one start. Let's see what he can do. He does it. The very next start. We don't have to wait another turn through rotation to see Dakota Hudson to see his master class. We saw it last night again. This time he even racked up a little bit of, you know, a few strikeouts more than usual. He struck out six in his seven innings of work. Hudson for seven, Gallegos for one, and Helsley for one is nine times out of ten going to be a recipe for success. And even last night, it was a recipe for success. Cardinals offense just wasn't able to get it done against the Rays pitching staff. The the starter last night in Springs went six solid innings, gave up six hits, walked two, struck out five, did not give up an earned run. Whistler, a scoreless inning of work. And it wasn't until Kitteridge came in, he gave up the earned run in the eighth inning. And then Posh gave up the unearned run in the tenth inning on the sacrifice fly to Newt Bar. But usually, when Dakota, when, when your starter is able to go seven and you turn the ball over to your top two relievers in Gallegos and Helsley, that's a recipe for success. So the pitching side of things yesterday, up until Drew Verhagen, got the job done. And it started with Dakota Hudson on the bump. We'll talk about the depth and you know the, the needs of this team in segment number two. But this first segment, I'm just giving a shout-out and praise to Dakota Hudson. Yes, I know that the Cardinals had the off day on Monday. So you, you had a little bit more rest in your bullpen. But Marmol said uh, after the game that even before the game, he wasn't going to go more than an inning with Gallegos or Helsley, which is why Helsley was pulled after just 11 pitches. Helsley threw 30, 40-some-odd pitches on Saturday. They want to try and keep him healthy and fresh for the entire season. And Helsley, with a .4 ERA so far in the season, has looked pretty fresh. But what Dakota Hutzman was able to do is exactly what the Cardinals needed him to do in going those seven strong innings. When Dakota Hudson is working quickly and when he's getting outs, 
he's a pretty fun pitcher to watch. He might not light up the radar gun. He might not light up the you know the stuff. But that sinker, that sinker ball has some tail to it. The slider has some, you know, it's plus stuff, and he's able and he's able to locate it. Dakota Hudson is starting to be the pitcher that that I thought he could be, that the Cardinals need him to be for the rest of this season. Because so far, through seven days in June, as we sit here on June eighth, the Cardinals won one against San Diego, took three out of five against Chicago, and they lost to Tampa Bay. They're four and three right now in the seven days as they played the doubleheader last Saturday. If you can tread water for just a little bit more until you get Carlson back fully healthy, until you get Matts back, until you get Flaherty back, maybe Hicks comes back and he joins your bullpen. This team is in an okay spot. I'm not trying not trying to ignore the problems this team has, but I'm also not trying to say this team is in deep trouble. Thanks in part to a historic comeback by the Phillies last night, Cardinals didn't lose any ground in the division. I say historic because Josh Hader gave up two home runs in the ninth inning for the Phillies to take the lead. But in order for them to tread water and to to be successful until these injuries come back, guys like Dakota Hudson have to do what they did yesterday. You also need to see guys like Drew Verhagen step up a little bit more. But it was good to see Dakota Hudson do what he did yesterday and give the Cardinals seven strong, dazzling innings. It was fun to watch. Now, when you turn things over to the bullpen, it's when you get a little bit more dicey right now because the depth has been solid so far, but we're starting to see the weaknesses in the depth because we're starting to see it tested to its limit. We'll talk about the depth coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's title sponsor, and that is Blue Nile. Because whether you're getting ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as setting size and style. Blue Nile Bench Jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. And if you're just looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, fret no longer. Blue Nile Jewelry has experts on hand 24-7, available to chat via the phone or chat feature. And you can find a memorable gift at every single budget with the help of the experts at Blue Nile. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners, that's you, get a $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That is the code LOCKEDON to get that $50 off your purchases of $500 or more. Plus, every order is insured ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. Before we get into the talking about the depth for the St. Louis Cardinals team or some might argue the lack thereof on the pitching side, I want to tell you guys a way that you can help make us better here at the Locked On Podcast Network because we have an important favor to ask you. We here at the Locked On Podcast Network have put together a survey so we can learn more about what listeners like you want to make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us, me included, what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. 
Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now, and you can get started. It won't take very long. And every person who completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So to take our audience survey, once again, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you in advance for your help. We've seen this Cardinal pitching bullpen, this pitching staff, overperform for a large part of the season. We have seen the depth be there. We've seen guys like Andre Pilate step up big time. We've seen guys like Nick Wittgren at times step up this season. Drew Verhagen, although he got tagged with the loss last night and was ineffective last night, and his ERA is very high at 4.96, at times we have seen him be effective out of that bullpen. At times. He's got three wins to his name. I know wins don't mean a whole lot, especially coming out of the bullpen, but we've seen guys outside of the three, Gallegos, Helsley, and Cabrera, step up. And now what we're seeing with this depth being tested, the reason we're, we're seeing this depth be tested Obviously, it's because of injuries, but it's specifically injuries to the starting pitching. It's not the injuries in the bullpen. The bullpen is widely healthy. But what we're seeing is, obviously, Flaherty started out the season on the I.L. Steven Matz goes down. Jordan Hicks goes down. The Cardinals are using their bullpen to fulfill those starting roles. Obviously, yes, we've seen Libertor get called up. We've seen Rondon get the five innings that he's needed to as he was called up. We've seen... You know, guys get called up to make starts. But we're also seeing Packy Norton, who usually spends his time on the bullpen, get a start. He started last week, is also starting tonight. Andre Pallante, who has been dynamite out of this bullpen, got a start last week. And I think he should get another start. I think he earned another start. We're seeing this bullpen stretched thin, and I think... At the first part of May, and really for most of May, it was because of the inability of the starters to go deep into games. And now it's a little bit of that, but it's more so, or equal to, equal parts. The starting pitchers are getting hurt, so the Cardinals are needing their bullpen pieces to fulfill those roles. And the people who come to replace the bullpen aren't exceptionally strong. Because right now, there's a very good argument, and one that I subscribe to, that the only three bullpen members that, that I would trust to get a high leverage out are Hedges Escobrera, Giovanni Gallegos, and Ryan Helsley. And even though Ryan Helsley only threw 11 pitches last night, he's likely still only available for one inning tonight at the most. Gallegos last night threw 12 pitches. Last night, the best move for this team probably was leave Gallegos in in a tie game or leave Helsley in in the 10th inning. That probably was the best move in the moment when you look at it in a vacuum just last night's game. That was probably the move. However, when you look long-term, trying to keep these guys fresh, trying to keep them from being burnt out, taking them out was probably the right move. Your offense did the job by getting the run in the top half of the 10th, and then the person you brought in to replace Elsley did not get the job done. So there's a lot of opinions flying around right now for, for not terrible reasons that the Cardinals should go out and get a front-line starter that the Cardinals should go out and get a bullpen piece. I would 
highly doubt, I would be highly doubtful of the Cardinals going after a Frankie Montas or a frontline type starter or a Madison Bumgarner that was also reported recently. Bumgarner's got too many years of control for a pitcher of his age, in my opinion, for the Cardinals to go after that. What's more likely, in my opinion, is that the Cardinals go after a reliever. They trade some of their outfield depth. They trade some of their hitting depth and go out and get a reliever to help this pitching staff. Because they're confident in Flurry to come back, and he looked really good in his one rehab start so far. And they're confident in Mats to come back. If both those guys come back and pitch to their capabilities, you move Palance back to the bullpen, and you get another frontline bullpen arm, you got four, now five guys you can trust in that bullpen if they get somebody else. That's a pretty solid bullpen as it stands. I would not be surprised if that's the route that the Cardinals go. Now there's now the question is, or the question still is really, would you rather them see go for a starter or a reliever? I think we're going to have to wait and see how Flaherty and Mads do. Because if both of them perform, then like I said, I don't think we see the Cardinals get a starter. If they both underperform, then maybe you see the Cardinals try and squeeze in a starter you know, maybe you know they're not going to trade any of their five starters at the moment, but maybe they try and squeeze in a, a starter for a frontline guy to have somebody that goes out there every fifth day and gets outs. But the depth right now, I will grant you, is being tested. But long term, when when Flaherty and Mats get back, I still think this Cardinals pitching staff is in a good spot. I still think this Cardinal pitching staff is a strong one, and I think it's one that can get the job done. They just need to get healthy. And I know that every team is dealing with injuries. The Cardinals are not the only team in baseball that have dealt with injuries. They're not the only team in baseball that are going to deal with injuries. The Cardinals are not done with injuries. So the line and the the sentiment that you need more than three guys in the bullpen you can trust is 100% true. I acknowledge that. How long is the front office willing to wait for Jack Flaherty and uh, Stephen Matz to get back before they realize... We need to make a move now. Because right now, even with all these these depth struggles, the Cardinals are still winning more than they're losing. Like I mentioned earlier, with the Brewers' loss last night, their fourth in a row, Cardinals sit just half a game out. Still, 32-24, and 24, the Brewers are 33-24. and 24. Four and six in their last ten, the Cardinals are six and four in their last ten. So even with all the bullpen struggles, or all the, the death struggles, I should say. You're still winning 60% of your games in the last week and a half. I'll take that. Maybe I'm being too patient. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm being a little bit naive. You, you, could, you could say that. But at the end of the day, I do think that with time, this team will be fine. You're getting O'Neal back. He had a couple hits yesterday. Still things to work on as well, as he mentioned. Bader swinging a hot bat. Goldschmidt is Goldschmidt. Arenado has been more like Arenado recently a little bit. Carlson will come back. I have no no worries about Carlson producing. Long term, this team will be fine. They just need to get healthy. Now, I'm not shutting out the idea of going out and getting a, a bullpen piece or a starter. I'm not saying no to that, that the Cardinals don't need that. Because I do think the Cardinals should be active at the trade deadline. But the 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 blanket statement that the Cardinals don't have enough depth, 
I don't know if it's that simple. Cardinals have had the depth. It's just being tested to the max right now with two starters being out, on, three starters being out on injury if you include Jordan Hicks. Woodford has been solid. Libertor, I think, is underwhelmed a little bit, but he was solid on his couple call-ups. Rondon impressed, as I mentioned. Even Fernandez, when he came in a couple weeks ago, he impressed. So they're impressing at least a little bit. You just have to hope that the depth won't be tested any more than it is. Let me know what you think. You can DM me on Twitter at LJFastball. You can reply to a tweet. You can DM the show on Twitter or Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Leave a comment on the YouTube comment section what you think the Cardinals should do about the pitching problems or about the depth issues that they may or may not address here coming up shortly. Got to talk about the offense from last night's game because it was pretty stagnant for six-plus innings, seven innings. You get a run in the eighth, a run in the tenth. Could they have done more? Talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about betonline.net and how it is the number one source for all your betting stats and your sports info. You can find the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including and not limited to this year's basketball championship matchup with Game 3 tonight, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals and Stanley Cup Finals coming up shortly as well. Major League Baseball and, of course, all of the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC as well as boxing. BetOnline is your continued source as well for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and much, much more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Offensively last night, Cardinals only able to scratch across two runs, but it just goes to the point that I've been saying for a while that this offense is still a different offense than what we've seen. Yes, they only scored two runs on nine hits. Yes, they stranded 11 base runners. Yes, they were two for eight with runners in scoring position. But this is still, with Brendan Donovan in the lineup, really just out of him, even though he was 0 for 4 yesterday, with Brendan Donovan in this lineup, it just is so much more complete. And the race pitching staff, credit to them, did a nice job yesterday, especially Springs, the starter. Uh, kept the Cardinals off balance pretty well yesterday. In the 80th inning, when they scored their one run, you saw Harrison Bader continue really his quiet hot streak. As you saw, uh, two quick outs, Newt Bar works a walk, O'Neill gets a single, Bader with a little bloop single to score. With two outs, and O'Neill with a couple strikes, you saw them get runners on, you saw them get runners over, and you saw them get runners in. This offense is moving in the right direction. Yes, even with the negatives that I mentioned still being obviously there and the disappointment of last night. You go to the 10th inning, this is where the real disappointment starts in my mind. You get a runner at first automatically. And then the Rays make a defensive mistake. Goldschmidt reaches on a fielder's choice as the... Second baseman Bruhan threw to third base for some reason, trying to get Edmund. No chance. Nolan Arnado's hit by a pitch. You've got bases loaded, nobody out. New bar, sacrifice, fly. Productive hitting, productive out. Good job. Tyler O'Neill is then called out on strikes. Harrison Bader with a base hit. And Paul Goldschmidt thrown out at the plate. I thought replay, it was a quick review, but I think after we saw the angles coming out of the, the commercial break, I think it was proven to be the correct call at the plate calling Goldschmidt out. 
Paul Goldschmidt, big fundy, big fundamental, made a fundamental mistake yesterday in watching the ball at third base as he was rounding, watching the ball in center field as he was rounding third base. If he just puts his head down and runs, he's probably scoring there. And yes, you could tell me, oh, players do that all the time, yada, 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 yada. It's a common thing. Paul Goldschmidt is a good base runner. I understand that. But he is not a quick base runner. Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill, Tommy Ebbin can probably get away with taking a peek behind their shoulder looking at center field or they're rounding third. Paul Goldschmidt cannot. And at the end of the day as well, you're running on one of the best center fielders in baseball defensively in Kevin Kiermaier. Cardinals had their opportunities yesterday and were not able to cash in. So yesterday was a disappointment, offensively speaking. Arnado grounded into a double play, but you had a two-outs RBIs from Bader. You would have had a, another two-out RBI in the 10th inning from Bader. You saw some good things from this offense. Some good things. Two-hit night from Alina. That was solid to see. Edmund got a hit. He tries to get back on track. Pujols with the base hit even after umpire tried to punch him out on strike three. The Cardinals missed their chance late. But I still think the Cardinals' overall big picture, this offense is moving in the right direction. You could say I'm being overly patient with the offense. I, you know, That's probably an argument you could have with me right now. But I'm just being patient right now. It's June, trying to get hopes up too high or too low. I think long term, this season, this team is going to be fine. Get healthy. Get your guys back on the mound. Get your guys back at the plate. We've seen some nice performances from guys we didn't expect. Brandon Donovan, Andre Pallante, etc. I think this team is going to be fine. Go out there, try and win the next two games against Tampa Bay. Packing Norton with the ball tonight. Likely only going to go one turn through the lineup, just like we saw him do against the Padres last week. He does that. Piggyback off of him. Get some innings. Score some runs tonight. It's going to be fine. Last night was backbreaking. It was hard to watch. All those things. I still think this team is going to be fine. Packing Norton gets the ball tonight. Miles Michaelis tomorrow. Go out there. Win the next true. Win the next two. Win the series. Come back home to Cincinnati. We'll see how it goes. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Cardinals, everybody. Be sure to tune in to Locked on MLB with MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan as he brings some humor, a little bit of passion, and a unique perspective on the majors, both past and present. And he is free and available wherever you get your podcast, just like this one. We are over 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you, everybody, for making this possible. The road to 2,000 has begun. Uh, it has been a joy uh, getting on YouTube as well as staying on podcasting platforms. You guys are listening a lot, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime on any of these social media platforms. Uh, Twitter, LJ Fastball. Twitter for the show and Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, email LockedOnCards at Dumo.com. Love interacting with y'all. So I'll be talking to you guys tomorrow, likely after the game, maybe before. Stay tuned to the social media to find out. But it will come out tomorrow regardless. So until I talk to you then, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of